Well, hello, my friend. Thanks for listening in to this episode of the Purpose Mastermind podcast. If we don't know each other yet, my name is Mark Delaney. My wife, Adina, and I developed some programs in the last five years of our life. One of them is the Purpose Mastermind that is uh, eight conversations about how to know your purpose and uh, how to live it out boldly. And we also have programs on marriage and parenting. And this episode, I want to get right into some content to help parents that want to parent on purpose. My wife and I have three kids that are all in their, all, um, let's see, 30, 28, and 26 now. The oldest and the youngest um, have babies. Uh, Our sons are 30 and 26, and they're married, and they have a baby, each of them. Our daughter is 28. Our kids are all living bold, intentional lives. Um, Really proud of them. But as I say that, I can say that boldly because there's no boasting on my on my behalf. Like I would never tell someone, hey, come listen to me talk about parenting because my kids are grown and they're awesome, so I can tell you what a great parent I was. That would not be the story. That, that would not be the story at all. My wife and I had a huge advantage, and that is that we taught in schools for many, many years. I've been teaching uh, in schools since 1991, I think, and I taught in schools up until uh, six years ago, and I still visit schools and do some presentations, but, and then my wife, um, when our youngest was ready for kindergarten, she started teaching in school, and she taught in a school for probably uh, maybe 18 years. So we were spending days Every day we were with multiple hundred students. I I, I taught um, a lot of junior high, and so literally I had five or six classes of around 20 students. So you imagine every single day I am kind of parenting around 100 young people. Adina taught kids anywhere from kindergarten all the way through seniors in high school. So we've had the experience of seeing so much behind the curtain of people's lives. And for many parents, we see our own kids up close. We don't really see any other kids up close. So because of that, we're not very informed about what's really happening in the lives of kids. We can only examine our own child, but... When we examine our own child, it's not with a whole lot of information. So my wife and I had a lot of information because we were in the trenches with literally, you know, thousands of students and kind of the families over the course of about 20 years. So we had a lot, that was a big advantage we had. We, when we were, when our kids were young, I I was teaching 14 year olds when I was watching my kids in, you know, sixth grade, fourth grade, second grade. So I kind of saw where this could all go. So with that in mind, I want to share some information that I think can help some parents. I was at a school yesterday and I was teaching about mental health. And the premise of the conversation was I said to the students, if you're hungry, you, you, you get a pain. There is a hunger pain. It's alerting you that you need to eat. When you're thirsty, you experience a level of pain. It's your body telling you you need to drink. 
I said, when you have shoulder pain, it's a pain. It's good. It's alerting you that you need to get something worked on in your shoulder. So pain actually serves our life. And then I went on to talk about depression and this thought that depression is actually a pain that is alerting us to something. Hunger is alerting us to an emptiness of stomach. Thirst is alerting us to an emptiness of of water. Depression, what if it's an alert that our heart is empty? And we talked about this with the students, and it was really a great conversation. It was an amazing conversation. And I I think it's important, and this isn't really the goal of this podcast to really elaborate on this thought about mental health, but many people are afraid of mental health problems. But I would would venture to say that being afraid of mental health problems is caused more by a lack of understanding than what it really is. If somebody were to not understand what hunger meant, and because of that they didn't eat, that person would become more and more hungry, more and more malnourished, and they would struggle at higher levels. And then you might think, wow, this person has some kind of really big, massive, complicated problem. No, they just haven't eaten in a long time. Same thing goes with thirst. And so... The same thing can be said about depression. What if depression is a frustration of the heart that's alerting us that our heart has become empty of the things that make it feel fulfilled? That was the context of our conversation. Now, as part of this conversation about about mental health, what I discussed with the students, I, I, I said at one point, to the to the whole classroom, I said, I know what your biggest struggle is as a person. I, I Every single person in this room, I know what your biggest struggle is. And at some point, before we're done in, in, with this, I, I'll tell you if you want to know. Later on in the class, I, I bring it up again. Does anybody want to know what your biggest struggle is? Because I know what it is, and I will tell you. I would ask for a volunteer and a bold student. These were all high school students. A bold student would raise their hand and I would say, what's your name? My name's Damien. Damien, I know what your biggest struggle is. Do you want me to tell you? Damien would say yes. Well, Damien, all of your classmates are going to hear it. Are you okay with that? And he would say yes. And the class, of course, is all engaged in, okay, where is this going? And I looked at Damien and I said, Damien, Damien, here is your biggest struggle. Your biggest struggle is the struggle that you hide. And of course the students say they think they've been tricked, but they really haven't. It's really the truth. You see, the problems, the problems we have are not the problems we have. It just seems like it. The problems in our life that cause destruction and ruin are not the problems we have, but the problems we hide. 
because pretty much every human problem is normal. But if we think it's not normal, we hide it. And in the hiding of that problem, we begin to back away from life and back ourselves into a corner and eventually back ourselves into a closet. And once we're in that closet, we can't even function. There's no light. We lose all clarity. We lose all relationship. We lose all hope. You see, we understand hunger, so we know what to do about it. We understand thirst, so we know what to do about it. We don't understand depression, so we don't know what to do about it. So I want to tell you a couple stories. At, at, at the end of class, the whole point is you can't hide your problems. So I, I said, I'm going, to get, I'm going to challenge you to do something before you leave this room. I said, I want you to think of the biggest struggle that you have that's most embarrassing or painful to you. Think about that. Now think about what is number two on the list. Maybe, maybe your next largest struggle. And now think about number three or number four, something you struggle with. It may not be as big a deal to you. It may not be as embarrassing. I challenge them. I want you to tell someone in this room something you struggle with. One of those number three or number four. I don't want them to, I didn't want them to share their deep, dark secrets, but share that number three or number four with someone in this room. That's your challenge. Now, after one of the classes, towards the end, I noticed one of the teachers talking to one of the students, and I asked about it. And he said, yeah, that student wanted to tell me what they struggle with. And this teacher said to me, I taught this kid a couple years ago. I I don't teach him now, but he said, I want to tell you my biggest struggle. The teacher said, well, you don't have to do that. And the student said, "But but I trust you. And here's what this student said is their biggest struggle. They said, I'm, I'm trying so hard to perform for my parents. And it's just crushing me. He said, I have great parents. I know they love me. But this pressure to perform, I just can't take it anymore. My older sister was a 4.0 student and I still am right now, but I just can't take this pressure of performing for them. I thought, wow. You know, you see, that is a that is a frustration. You might not think that's a very big deal. You may not think it's a big deal. Can I tell you something, my friend? Any internal struggle that we do not talk about and instead we hide, it can become a huge threat in our life. Our problems do not have to be massive to be big. Our problems only have to be hidden to be big. A problem that is hidden is a great threat. A problem that is openly talked about in a trusted place is an opportunity. I'm going to say it again. A problem that is honestly discussed with a trusted person is an opportunity. A problem that is hidden is absolutely 
a threat. I don't have any doubt that that student was really helped in that moment just by being able to vocalize that conversation. Now, in the last couple of weeks, I've met a young man about 20 years old who just uh, two months ago was in a really dark place. This, this kid, most of his life was perfect. He said, I was kind of the golden child, good looking, perfect grades, good at sports, well-behaved. Everything he did, like it measured up. And then all of a sudden, around age 20, he just loses it. He got into drugs. He just went off the rails. It was only for a short span of time. It may have been a month or two. But he went off the rails in such a way that people thought, oh, this guy's got some mental disorders. This guy, something's really wrong with him. But in talking to him, really, here's what happened. Trying to be the perfect human his whole life, he could not take it anymore. Being the golden child, the golden boy, he couldn't do it anymore. He felt like he was climbing up a rope his entire life. And his hands lost the grip and he fell to the ground. Everyone becomes terrified. What's wrong with this guy? What was wrong with him is he was living his life trying to be the golden child all the way through. Making sure he never messed up. And because he had success in pretty much every facet of life, it kept him climbing the rope. And it finally, he just snapped. His hands lost the grip. He splattered to the ground. And really, it became a great thing for him because it caused him to have these great revelations about life. The main one that he talked about, and when I sat across the table and listened to him, he says it like someone who has been transformed, someone who is now free. He simply said to me, struggles are okay. It's okay that, it's okay that life has struggle. You see, he was living his whole life as if I have to be perfect, nothing can go wrong, there can't be any problems, and it was so exhausting. And now he's so liberated by the thought that struggle is normal, problems are normal. It doesn't mean we're a bad person or that we're going to fail at life. So this revelation, it's not causing him to look at life and say, wow, I'm just going to let it rip. I'm going to do whatever I want. It doesn't matter what I do. It's not that. It's that now he can live his life in a way that he's made to live it. He's no longer trying to climb up the rope. It's a powerful revelation he had. So really him coming to this dead end of himself has really set him free. And he's going to live a great life. I'm confident of that. 
And there's nothing wrong with him, even though when he kind of snapped, people thought, oh, he's got psychiatric problems. No, he doesn't have psychiatric problems. What he had was wrong thinking for a long time. My friend, wrong thinking for a long time will produce the fruit of what looks like big, audacious, ugly problems. And then we'll look at someone and think they have this massive problem, some, some uh, really ugly mental disorder, and think that they need all of these medicines. But really what it was is he's been trying to live perfect from the youngest of ages, and finally he couldn't do it anymore, and he snapped. He doesn't have a mental disorder he had a way of thinking that needed to be changed. And now he's found freedom. And he's talking about things like purpose. So this is, these are the stories I wanted to share with you in this uh, episode. I want to encourage you as parents that just, just as a human being can't live a perfect life, you as a parent can't do anything perfect with your kids. It's impossible. You might feel like, wow, I am trying so hard. I feel like I'm getting nowhere with my kid. I can't get them to change this behavior or change that behavior. My friend, stay in the game. Like, like stay in the game. I, I'm not going to give any quick answers here in these last moments, but I do want to just relieve you of the pressure. You're, you, you will never be a perfect parent. That is never the goal. Perfect parenting is not a thing. No one has ever done it. Nobody ever will. Probably the closer you get to perfection, you actually will get in the way. And that's, that's a whole different discussion for a different day. But the more that you think that you're a perfect parent, the more you will try to perfect your kids, the more you will get in the way of them actually learning how to function on planet Earth. I think the goal as a parent, if we were to grade a parent, is to be somewhere between a 71 and an 81. Somewhere between a C- minus and a B-. minus, Because that's the reality of humanity. It's okay to be a 75% effective parent. That's called being human. Give yourself some grace. You're, you're not in control of the result of your child's life. No. The more you try to control it, you'll get in the way. Now, you have a big part in your child's life for sure. But it's kind of like farming. You can, you can rake the dirt, you can plant the seeds, you can water the ground. But how much of that whole process after that is out of your control? You can't put your hands in the dirt and squeeze the seed and concoct something to happen. You can't, you can't grab the plant and, and, and pull out fruit. Parenting is similar to farming. You can rake the dirt, you can plant the seeds, you can water the ground, but then there's a lot of trust involved. So if you're a parent, I hope, the, I hope these stories have been helpful. I hope it's not been scary to you. I want you to be informed, not afraid, just, just informed. Uh, 
And hopefully these stories helped you. If you want more help from us on parenting, this is a real passion of ours. I, we really want to help parents have clarity and confidence for their journey. We have some video courses on our website. One is called The Confident Father. And I put that together for men that I love, that I want them to have confidence as a dad. It can really help you as a, as a man, as a dad. We also have a course on disciplining your kids with confidence. How do you know how to correct your kids and things go wrong? How do you, how do you think about what to do with that? What are ideas on how to correct uh, behavior? So that's another course you can, you can uh, go to as well. So anyway, we also have a, an actual coaching course we do called Parenting on Purpose. And so if you're interested in any, any help like that from us, feel free to reach out. You can email me at mark at markdelaney.me. You can reach my wife, Adina, adina at markdelaney.me. And uh, we would be happy to step into your life and help you gain confidence and clarity for your journey. My friend, thanks for listening in. This is my Friday night, is uh, spending time with you. <laughs> And uh, it's a great value to me. Thank you for listening. Until next time, remember, your life has a purpose. You can know that purpose and you can be set free from anything that's holding you back from living it out boldly. Now go take on the day.